Welcome to Chats with Susan Burrell, and that's me. I help strong, capable women who have pockets of self-doubt access their inner wisdom and clarify their own truth. Chats with Susan Burrell is where we have rich conversations about empowerment, radiating your brilliance out into the world, and loving yourself more than you ever have before. And who doesn't want that? So let's get started. So today I have um, someone who's who's been doing a lot of good work out in the world, and I always love to talk, chat with people or talk with people that are doing things that are kind of out of the box, and yet. Um, raises awareness, raises consciousness, since I'm all about that stuff. And so um, today I'm talking with Jim Ellis, who is a producer and director, and he just came out recently with a, a short educational documentary called Keeping the Peace, Mental and Emotional Wellness for All Law Enforcement. Clever title, isn't it, everybody? So Jim, I, I have a question. Why? <laughs> Why did you decide you wanted to do something about law enforcement? That's a great question. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell all the listeners the truth. Before I started this project, not a fan, not a big fan of law enforcement, police. I used to, you know, I'd be the typical driver driving down the street. If I see him behind, you know, in the rearview mirror, I'd be like, oh, no, not these guys. What do they want? <clears throat> right. So very big right. separation there. And then what happened was I'd already done one documentary uh, about child sex trafficking, and I had been working with some officers uh, on that. That was you know years before. Um, so I mean the, the image wasn't totally negative, but at the same time I had a negative view of police. And so one of the office, one of the sergeants who saw my documentary uh, called Indoctrinated about child sex trafficking, he saw that in a public forum. He came up to me afterwards, he looked me straight in the eye and he said, I need to make sure that everyone in my department sees this film. And I felt, oh, that's awesome, this is great. And then that night I thought, you know what, I haven't done a documentary in a while, I should do another one. What should I do it on? The very next day after that, I'm sitting next to a friend of mine who is an, uh, a former officer and he says, you know what, Jim, you know what really needs to be done? A documentary on officers and post-traumatic stress because they are hurting. The green light wow. went on. I thought, this is great. I'll move forward. We'll have a higher purpose. We'll make it about peace and wellness. Oh my God. I got chills as you're talking, Jim. I got complete chills. I have uh, a very close friend from high school who was served on the LAPD um, for like 20 years, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. And he was involved in um, helping uh, rescue kidnapped children as well as in, in the riots. He was on SWAT for a while. I mean, he was, and, um, and I know that he went through and saw a lot of trauma and drama. And so keeping the peace, uh, for the law enforcement officers. Now I, I was reading some of your material in it. And one of the things that caught my eye besides the post-traumatic stress issues that they have is um, that suicide is a number one killer among officers. Right. So, yeah, so what, you've, what you're aware of is that they, you know, they must see a lot of dreadful mm -hmm. and tragic things in their time. And that's part of the film, actually. There's a whole section on, it's called I Have Seen. 
and all these officers and chiefs talk about, I have seen human trafficking, I have seen murders, I have seen, you know, decapitated heads, I have seen oh. child abuse, just all this trauma they talk about. So because of that trauma, they, if they don't have a way of diffusing that or dealing with that in some way, then it, they store it and then they carry it. And then sadly, yeah, the, the statistic is the number one killer of uh, law enforcement is uh, suicide. In fact, I'll just mention this. Uh, at the premiere of the film, which was on May 14th in San Diego, at that premiere, a gentleman, and it was in San Diego, I said that, a gentleman from LAPD mm -hmm. drove all the way down from LA to see the premiere because it meant so much to him. And the reason why it meant so much, five of his partners, five of his partners had committed suicide. And oh, he my. himself, he himself was ready to pull the trigger as well because he couldn't take it anymore. And what saved him was hearing his children laughing in the other room and he snapped back. So it's oh. definitely a pro it's definitely an issue, definitely a problem. And, and we need to, you know, as a society, we need to take care of our own if we define the society as everyone. <laughs> yes, everyone. And, you know, it's interesting, um, as you were speaking about all the different traumas they witness and go through, um, I know as an uh, energy worker and, and healer, what happens is that energy, if, if it's not expelled out of your body, out of your psyche, it downloads and creates, creates other forms of illness or other, other kinds of trauma that just live in the body constantly. And, and so you don't know, you know, it's like the chicken and the egg. What, you don't even know where it is anymore because it becomes so embedded in the um, physical, mental, and emotional systems. Exactly. as energy and it's so it is very important to expel that stuff as often as you can and i get a sense that these police officers don't have that opportunity except to talk to a shrink um well yeah and even that is uh has been a threat in their minds in the past and even in the present time as well even though times are changing they're not haven't changed enough so that mm -hmm. um so that there still is a concern mm -hmm. of officers to uh, number one, if you know if they admit to having some kind of emotional, mental needs, that they're the concern is that they'll lose their job, they'll lose their badge, they'll take the gun away, and this is a, a stigma that you know is really part of the backbone of the, doing the whole film because we want to take care of that stigma and basically give a green light, permission. Yes, it's okay. In fact, we want you to get the support like a counselor, like um, peer support where they can talk to each other in a, in a structured way. You know, the peers talk to each other, officers yeah. talk to officers, or chaplain services and all the, the, other, the other different services that have always been available. I don't know if they've always been, but for years and decades, they've been available. But do the, do the officers use them? Maybe not because of the stigma. And I'll, I'll just tell you this about the movie. The thing that I, what I believe is most powerful about the movie is that chiefs of police, the sheriffs, mm -hmm. they're all giving the green light. There's a part of the end, towards the end where it's called the vision. The vision of all these chiefs is, yes, please get support, please ask for help. Which if you think about chain of command, like you wanna do, you wanna do right by your commanding officer, you're gonna follow the lead. Well, they're leading mm -hmm. the way towards their own wellness and that is 
vital. That's awesome, actually. That's really awesome. Um, yeah. Because what you're de- what you were just describing about, and I know this is true in a lot of um, organizations. Uh, it, like I have a, a cousin who flies for an airline, and um, if he were to ever go see a psychiatrist or a counselor or um, you know get on antidepressants or any of those things, then he 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 can't fly. And it's you know so it's like you can't. How can you not you? The individual cannot take care of their emotional wellness if it threatens their job. And yet, if what if their emotional well, wellness is taken care of and they become a better uh, person in their job because they are emotionally well? You know, it's like yeah. cutting off your nose to spite your face kind of thing. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely a catch 22. Like, you know, down if they do, down if they don't. But, you know. Right. That's why we're shifting cultures now where, you know, damned if they don't, but, you know, appreciated, applauded when they do get the support that they actually need. And, because, and the truth is, it's not just, I mean, everyone needs a way, like you're saying about the energetic level, everyone needs a way to diffuse just being on this planet alone. Uh, yeah. But of course, you know, the more intense it gets, the more trauma that you deal with, yes, you'll definitely need it. But to like, for them not to get any support or not to, you know, find out other different avenues of diffusing energy and things like that, then that's, that's definitely not an answer. And it's showing to be true. You know, in fact, there right. was a, today, today, or yeah, today there was a, a news report of a New York police department chief, 38 years in the, in the, on the force. And, um, instead of retiring, you start retirement was coming right up, takes a gun, in a squad car kills himself. Uh, the next day, uh, associate of his kills himself. This is, yes, it's time. It's time for a shift. Oh my God. So, you know, as you're talking about this, Jim, it, and there's a larger par- paradigm <clears throat> that has been in operation for several thousand years. And it's yeah. a masculine energized paradigm of if I ask for help, I seem weak, you know? It, I, in order to be the warrior, right, which law enforcement people are, then I can't appear weak. Otherwise, my opponent, uh, you know, or the, the enemy is going to find a way to get through my ranks or hurt me or all that stuff. And, and with everything that's happening in the world right now, um, this is, it is absolutely perfect time for healing this um, on a very deep, like, um, psychic level for humanity, because yeah. that kind of operation, you know, it's what runs our, um, our military and has been success- successful at points, but <clears throat> it, what it said, what this is showing to me with, with what you've just said is that it, that paradigm doesn't work anymore. And it's, it's hurting more people instead of helping by being exactly. the tough guy. Oh, exactly. In fact, it's interesting, the topics that you're bringing up, like energy work, which I've done, energy work with the healing work that I've done in the past. Also, I belong to a men's organization, an international men's organization for the last 22 years. And what we learned as men, and maybe the masculine spirit, let's say, is knowing mm-hmm. when and how to take off the mask knowing when and how to take off the mask. Now, would you want an officer out there dealing with, you know, somebody 
you know, very dangerous, you know, wielding a gun, doing, would you want them at that point to start getting into their emotional body and dealing with the trauma? No, that's the time when you keep the mask on (laughs) and you do the job that you've sworn to do. However, you've got to know that there is another time when you can take the mask off and deal with those things that you need to deal with. It's really, I think that's the key that, that, that phrase that we have in our men's division, know when and how to take the mask off. That's a very big awareness. And I think that could be the key that's turned so that yes, keep, please keep your mask on while so many people are lying to you. I mean, they get so many lies at them, you know, how, you know, how can they trust, you know, and all that. So keep the mask on then. And then we'll have these other times where you'll be safe to mm-hmm. get, get what you need. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in your documentary, Keeping the Peace, um, what were, were there a couple of interviews? Give me a, an interview that was, that maybe didn't make it to the um, film that was kind of uh, interesting or jarring for you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I have 25 hours. I bet you do. Of footage. I had to sift through all these hours, which is great stuff, and uh, just to bring it down to 30, it's actually 34 minutes, 35 with credits. But uh, so there's a lot of footage that I'll be using in other avenues through wellness programs and wellness training later. So uh, as far as answering your question, I guess what's coming to mind is there's a couple of avenues of support that couldn't I couldn't really delve into, but could be delved later. And one of them is, uh, well, there's one is a cop line there's a, a, a phone number 24-7 that uh, officers and their families can call at any time. And what they'll re- who will answer the phone is a retired officer or chief mm, that they can that's talk great. to. Like, it's like instant peer support, an- anonymity, mm-hmm. confidentiality. So that's, you know, I actually have a, a, a title screen at the end of the film that shows that hotline, but I wasn't able to like show the interview of the, the founder and director. And the other one, there was a, there's a woman, Dr. Sarah uh, Gilman from San Diego. She's a counselor and she, uh, she's in the film a lot, but she wasn't able to delve into a certain modality. I don't know if you've heard of it. EMDR. Have you ever heard of that? EMDR. Oh, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? uh, EMDR. Okay. So that stands for a lot of fancy words that I can't remember what they are right now, but what it, what it translates as is a type of therapy whereby a counselor can guide the subject through a traumatic experience and have them go through the experience but remembering it but discharging and diffusing all the emotional attachments to it and what basically it does i don't know i don't know if this is interest but i I want to bring it up because i know you're so engaged in healing so check it out you know when you're sleeping REM sleep, right? So when you're sleeping during REM sleep, that is when your mind is, your eyes are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And what they're doing, what you're actually doing in your subconscious mind is washing clean and, you know, detaching from the emotional and mental, um, you know, attachment to this trauma. So that's why it's very important to sleep and to get the REM sleep because that is when you're kind of uh, getting the healing done in a way. So what, what EMDR does is rapid eye, rapid eye movement, I'm sorry, rapid eye movement. So the person's eyes are open, but 
as they're reliving and retelling the story of what happened, uh, the counselor is moving a wand. So it looks kind of funny, but they're moving a wand back and forth so that the person's eyes are moving back and forth, ding, ding, as they're retelling oh, the story. Yeah. yeah. It's a way to reprogram your mind so that, yes, you can have the memory that, yes, that did happen. But for some reason, I am not emotionally in pain or traumatized by it. And it's amazing. People have gone through it. It really deals with on the you know a lot of trauma that people go through. So it's a it's a technique that's getting more and more recognition. I mean, I have my own techniques of like breath work and things like that. Everything can work. This is one that um, seems to be really uh, quick and uh, somewhat effortless. But uh, it's just something that people sh need to know about, and uh, they could utilize that uh, to to take care of themselves. So in the in the um, documentary. Uh, the, the mental and emotional wellness components. Um, are, now, are you going to? Is the documentary also building awareness for people um, that have these other kinds of uh, wellness teachings, like what you just described, that could come forward to help uh, law officers? Yeah. Well, what we have in the with only thirty-five minutes, what we had enough space for was to deal with three main avenues of support, which are counseling, mm -hmm. uh, number two, chaplain services, so they could you know, work with their chaplain, get spiritual support, and the, uh, the third one was the peer support, where they can talk to their own peers about what's going on, diffusing mm -hmm. it that way. And different departments, not all, but different departments are developing peer support so that it's a structured thing. So everyone knows, oh, who's my peer support director on in this department? They know who to go to. So there's those three. Now, I do send along a wellness resource guide along with the DVD for those uh -huh. who order it. So there's a wellness resource guide that has 12 other um, resources, including somebody who teaches mindfulness, like meditation and right. things like that. So, uh, and other counselors, and uh, I have my breath work in there. There's a person in there with essential oils. I mean, we're coming at it at all angles. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds, because every, it, cause it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of, thing right you know everybody's their trauma lands in different places in the mental physical and emotional bodies right so that's great that you have all those different modalities because in the past has counseling really worked for these individuals yeah if they if they take advantage of it yeah but you can i can also see if they've witnessed something horrific um right. that doing some of this, these other modalities like you just described with the, you know, imitating REM sleep while your eyes are wide open, you know, something that's less painful because oftentimes counselors, they want you to go over it and talk about it more and more. And sometimes you just need to say it out loud to somebody else once. Right. And that's, that's why they're having more and more of these counselors be, um, really adept and, uh, aware of what police officers go through. So they're almost trained specifically for officers oh, cool. because because if you talk to some just anyone who's not in touch with what you really go through, then yeah, it, it, it's not as connecting. And that's again a power of peer support. Now you know you're talking to someone who really knows just, yeah. not just words not just words, you know, lip service. It's like somebody who really knows what you've been through. Um but but you're right. Like some people uh, I've talked to, you know, they they work out. So they do a physical workout, you know, they're just mm -hmm. 
sweat, they sweat. So, yeah, that's for them. For me, like just speaking personally, I'm not an officer, but I like to write. When I write, ah, oh, somehow the whole world's better. What? Nothing's changed on the outside. Nothing's <laughs> changed in the history, but I've written something, and somehow <laughs> there's yeah. peace of mind. So it's it's different for everybody. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm thrilled that they're developing the peer support too, because that seems like actually a really good key to unlocking the trauma and just getting it out of their bodies. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so, Jim, tell everybody where they can go to get a copy of the film and this wellness book that you just described. Yeah, so where you want to do is you want to go to this website. It's www.legacyproductions.org. So it's Legacy Productions, that's plural with an S, dot O-R-G. And if you just, you know, down in the middle of the screen, there's a picture of a police officer, a couple of police officers. You click on there and you can contact me and I can send you all the information you need. And uh, we'll send along a wellness resource guide. Uh, I also sent along a poem that I wrote that I performed at the uh, premiere is all about uh, one of the m- main uh, ultimate results is what I'm looking for is uh, community relations with police uh, being unified, being unified so that there's peace, not just with the police officers, but with the whole community who is working with the police officers. Yeah, and 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 the community that the police officers are serving while they're exactly. walking, carrying all this post-traumatic stress and situation. Right. So that's I tell cool. people that. I, I tell people that like when they're like, well, like they might not want to support the police officers. I'm like, you know what, would you rather have an officer out there who's like clear of mind and peace of mind or would you want somebody carrying around a, a lot of baggage? Oh, yeah. So it's, that, it's actually helpful <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's, a, it, it's creating uh, a win-win, especially for the uh, police and their families. Yeah, definitely. And then the ultimate win, this is always what I'm after, like just looking for peace, you know, like shifting cultures. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, turmoil with everyone. Every individual has a certain amount of turmoil. And, you know, financial stress is out there. We all have a certain amount of stress. And just walking the planet, I'm telling you, just as a human being, you know, just carrying this body, this, you know, the, the skin around, uh, it can be very stressful. So the more we can do to realize our humanity, you know, mm-hmm. so if you get your own humanity, you connect with that, like just that the highest and the deepest place of humanity, you connect with that you can find your peace. Now, officers connecting to their humanity, they'll find their peace. Now, what happens in the society? Wait, you have humanity, I have humanity, now there's a bond. And in that bond, wow, what can you create there? So right. I have, right. I have been, like, I, would, I, not, I might not bring this up on, you know, the TV station later today, but with you, you know, because I know, you know, you have an awesome birthday, November 3rd, and <laughs> you're a big thinker. So I know that uh, we could, uh, we can go to that highest level. Like, why not? Yeah, what you just described is what Archbishop Desmond Tutu called Ubuntu, where you, you, it's not, it goes more than namaste, uh, where, you know, the God in me sees the God in you and respects it, but it goes into, and at pretty much like, if I am able to help and heal myself, I can help heal you by just being connected with, in humanity, in that place of humanity, like you just described, Jim. Really amazing. Right. So the documentary is called Keeping the Peace, Mental and Emotional Wellness for All Law Enforcement. 
the producer director I've been speaking with is Jim Ellis. And uh, Jim, thanks for joining me today. And thank you for doing all the good work that you've been doing. And I know that you continue to do. I appreciate you very much. All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our chat for today. Thanks for joining me. And if you want to learn more, go to susanburrell.com. You can contact me through the website. There's blogs for you to read. There are videos to watch. And remember, I am an intuitive healer and spiritual guide at the crossroads of life. And I would be more than honored to help you on your journey to live an empowered life. And so it is. Namaste. Namaste.